Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. This time I want to talk about what's changed and what hasn't in all the numbers and a little primer on how you might as well just get used to seeing bad news through the month of June. Unemployment, 14.7, according to the Department of Labor. It's going to get a lot worse before it cheers up into June. The numbers will start improving. Initial claims are starting to creep down. And oil actually broke $30 a barrel for a little while this morning on a two-month delivery because most of the producers have shut down production, literally. But they're anticipating a slight increase in demand from China that are trying to warm up their factories. A little more on that later. You really don't need to follow much of anything or spend a lot of time looking at all the varying degrees of bad news. All you really need to know is this. This is what the U.S. consumer is doing. They are not spending. This is credit card use, and it's only April. This number will be bad in May. The U.S. consumer is a bigger GDP number in the globe than all of China put together. What the U.S. consumer does dictates everything that goes on in the world. That's a slight exaggeration, not much. The Chinese can't buy German cars if the Americans aren't buying Chinese stuff. And right now they're not. And that's going to change significantly going forward. Watch how the consumer is spending and where they're spending. It'll tell you where this market's going. A lot of questions about inflation. Well, inflation's down. Are we going to have inflation? Very unlikely. There are no drivers in the numbers that would force inflation up. Normally, it's wage push is the biggest component. And granted, average hourly wage is up almost 8%. That isn't wage push. It's the fact that the numbers have had a lot of the lower end of the hourly workers leave the system. So the higher end are bringing the numbers up. That is not inflation. That's layoffs. Housing is doing well. It's a phenomenon known as residential fixed investment, where magically, as people start staying home, they start fixing the place up. They buy hot tubs. They build home theaters. They improve the garage. They do the yard. When the dog isn't out walking them, they'll give a nice place for the dog to play in the yard. Well, that's fine. Prices are holding up very well. There haven't been a lot of closings, but the mortgage industry has cleared up some of its clogs and things are moving forward. A lot of new mortgages, mostly on the lower end, 300, 350 kind of thing. Very few refis, the lucrative, easy part of the mortgage industry. These new homes are people that have not been laid off temporary or otherwise. They're buying homes, great opportunity. Prices haven't changed very much. Neither has buying, building, or new activity. It is a new asset that's going to get a lot more attention. This is not inflationary either. The CARE Act, which a lot of you know something about, basically gave any mortgage borrower permission to stop making payments for up to a year without providing evidence of hardship. As of yesterday, meaning last Thursday, 4.1 million homeowners have done so, almost 8% of all outstanding mortgages. But as we talked about before, those that are servicing these mortgages 
have to pay into the asset, whoever owns that mortgage, whether they get paid or not. So there's kind of a disparity in who's paying who, which sort of reflects this. The spread, technical term, the spread between 30-year mortgages and lines of credit has increased, meaning the price has gone down. So a lot of these great assets, these mortgage-backed securities, are a tiny bit cheaper. They're viewed a tiny bit riskier because 8% of them really aren't getting cash flowed. Okay, is that a tragedy in the housing market? No. Is it gonna have a big impact on mortgages going forward, let's say after August? No, just a temporary piece of the market reacting. S&P 500, there we are. Last time we talked, I was predicting we'd have a W-shaped recovery right now, and I don't know what a swoosh is, but I keep hearing that a lot. That means the market is probably bottomed and it's going straight sideways because right now that's where earnings are. And this market has been very sensitive to earnings for a decade. I don't see that changing. Looking back historically, the S&P 500 has done this. This is about 1956 to today. We've probably bottomed. We're not looking at a 2000 or a 2008 that had a lot of mystery numbers pop up in the system. We don't have any mysteries. We just have bad news. We know it's bad. We know it's going to be bad. It's simply a matter of what part of it's going to cheer up the best, the fastest, and when. Market's probably bottomed. Retailers. Second quarter estimates and earnings. Walmart doing pretty well. $130 billion worth of revenue in a quarter. Not bad. Operating earnings. $5 billion, they're doing okay. Walmart is one of those retailers that has really used a great supply chain, great logistic control, remain very popular. They're as popular as the standard grocery store visits. Home Depot right behind them. Well, they seem to be doing much better than Lowe's at capturing that home improvement market. And that is just warming up. This make the castle safer and nicer is a trend probably not going away. S&P 500, earnings are still a little bit down because energy is so bad, manufacturing is so bad. Ford and GM, Chrysler, they're just firing up literally today. Another month, they might start seeing numbers. Well, we know that. Please just don't get caught up on how things look in June. I know the media doesn't have much else to talk about, but the drama will soon be over. Finally, the dollar continues to remain strong. And this is another indicator that there is really no inflation in the U.S. system. And there's probably not going to be inflation in the U.S. system. There's no erosion of purchasing power of the dollar. It is still in positive numbers. There's no negative interest rates like a lot of the rest of the world. And there is no question that it is the reserve fiat currency for the globe. And since there are a lot fewer flowing around buying oil or buying stuff from China, a lot less of that going on, the dollar simply remains valuable and getting more so. There we are. That's sort of enough. There's nothing new to report. Any questions, and I'm happy to deal with them, uh, info at shwj.com. Thanks for joining me.